we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Resentment. This is, man, this is probably, you know, most people call what they have church hurt, but it's really not church hurt, it's resentment. Okay? It's when somebody has done something in church that has hurt you, or somebody's done it in the name of preacher, pastor, or some kind of authority, and they've hurt you some kind of way, either concealing the truth from you or not practicing the truth in front of you, whatever the case. But a lot of people suffer from church hurt. That's why we get all of these crazy belief systems, the Hebrew Israelites, the, the, um, the black Hebrew Israelites, the, the nation of Islam. All of these folks are just folks that's mad at Christianity because they feel like Christianity has done them some kind of way. And because of that, they, they venture into other belief systems and different things to try to, you know, have a form of godliness, but then be up, can be upset lawfully. Does that make sense? Like the Hebrew Israelites, their anger is justified. Like they're just mad all the time, but they say they're mad because God is mad. But God ain't as mad as you. But they, you know, they use that. And so, but that's just resentment. That's undealt with resentment. And in order to restore things in 2018, we got to deal with resentment. And the thing about resentment, I'm going to go into it in more detail. Actually, yeah, let's just go into it. Because I can't be pastoring people with church hurt. You know what pastoring people with church hurt does? It makes you hurt people. I be up here calling folks out and getting folks, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, had to, I had to make sure that that wasn't in me. I mean, I didn't know I would be pastoring, but God wanted to make sure that wasn't in me so that when I stood before you, I wouldn't be hurting you with the gospel. Because when people are hurt with the gospel, they go and join other beliefs and other religions and different things, and they get led astray. Amen? So, resentment, this is something that we have to deal with so that we can clear up what is wrong, what is going on, so that we can move forward, we can have fellowship, we can have love, we can have peace, we can have all of the fruits of the Spirit. We got to get resentment out, because resentment is just going to make you hateful, and you ain't going to be able to get along with nobody. Resentment is bitter indignation at having been treated unfairly. So resentment is bitter indignation. It's bitterness at having been treated. You feel you were treated unfairly. When we feel that life has done us wrong, resentment can settle in our hearts. This is why the Bible says, fathers, provoke not your children to wrath lest they be discouraged. So when fathers aren't in the home or they aren't strong in the home or they aren't leading the home or they're denying their home, they will birth resentment in their children, which is bitter indignation because that child will feel like he was treated unfairly. So he will begin to look at the world in a, in, with the eyes of entitlement, feeling like the world owes them something. Yeah, yeah. And want to, want to be catered to. Because they feel that the world owes them something because the world did them wrong. When we feel that life has done us wrong, resentment can settle in our hearts. Proverbs 4 and 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence. This is the Bible saying you have to guard your heart because out of your heart is what? Out of your heart are the issues of your life. If you don't guard your heart... Your issues, you will have issues 
in your heart. And when you have issues in your heart, it's going to affect the way you treat other people. Amen? So we got to guard. We got to keep it with all diligence. In most instances, this resentment is never linked to the correct occurrences in our lives. So somebody can have resentment and bitterness, but they never link it to the right thing. Right? They never go back, survey their life, and find out where it truly came from. This is a misnomer. The devil does this on purpose, so you'll never really deal with what's really wrong. You know, that's why these people start all of these old crazy ministries. Folks got ministries for everything. The whole broken heart ministry. Why are you starting a ministry with broken heart? Won't you just let God heal your broken heart? But that's why they do it. They start all of these old ministries based on an occurrence or some bitterness. Everybody don't ain't called a ministry. God is not going to make your misery your ministry. There's no Bible for that nowhere ever. That never happened in the Bible ever. God going to keep you away from your misery. You get too close to the misery, you're going to be miserable. Why would I be preaching about the stuff I got? Man, you better quit trying to save folks at the strip club and know that used to be your hangout spot. Be getting closer and closer to the door every time you witness. It's not, it's not effective. I think I'm going to have, I think I'm just going to have to go in there. <laughs> in most instances, this resentment is never linked to the correct occurrences in our lives. In other words, we can walk around despising certain people or feeling some kind of way without truly knowing where it comes from. Amen. I have folks mad at me. Some, some folks just, just mad. Some, some folks mad at her. Some folks come up to her service. Oh, I just want you to forgive me for talking about you. She'd be like, what? What were you talking about me for? You don't even know me. But that's something else wrong with them. Yeah, I've gone to churches and oh, the, the pastor said, man, you made that whole row of women. They hated you. Boy, they wanted to just shoot and kill you. I said, that's because they was all Jezebel. Jezebel acts like that around me because I will check her and put her in her place. She don't like me. If you in here and get the scratching and get the, <laughs> like it's a bad, uh, what's the, what's the hurt? <laughs> bad weave track. You get the, you start feeling, yeah, that's because Jezebel don't like me. You're just unsettled and just, oh, you can't be still and going to the right. Mm -hmm, I know what's wrong. You don't even have to know me, but the spirit knows me. And that's something even deeper than you know. You think you just don't like me. Oh, well, he's just loud and short and he got freckles. You can't think of a really a legitimate reason. That's because it's deeper than that. <laughs> I know I'm loud, short, and got freckles. That don't hurt my feelings. My wife like it. I think about you, your problems, please. Yeah, Proverbs 11 and 12. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor. So what this is saying is because you don't know any better, you, you hating your neighbor and you don't even know why. You are void of wisdom. But a man with, of understanding holdeth his peace. When you know what's wrong, you'll understand, ah, I don't hate him. 
something about him that's bothered me. He's reminding me of something. He's doing something that someone else did years ago that hurt me. This causes us to miss out on drawing strength and power from others. We're not able to improve ourselves because resentment keeps us unhappy with who? Man, when you're unhappy with yourself, you're not going to trust yourself around other people. You're not going to draw strength from others and power from others. First Thessalonians 5 and 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves and do what? Edify who? That's our job. We're supposed to edify one another in this body. How many of you members of ABC? You're supposed to edify one another in here. Amen. Comfort yourselves how? Together and edify one another. But when there's resentment, you stay away from everybody. Because you haven't dealt with that part of you. Many times our church hurt issues come from internalized issues that we have with God and prayers that we feel. What? He did not. You can pray for something when you're young or you, you can be old or young, but you can pray for something so fervently. And then if you if it didn't come true and you didn't feel it happened, you'll you'll develop resentment toward God. Because God didn't answer your prayer. So guess who you're going to dislike? The man of God. Yeah, that's, man, I know a hundred stories like that. And folks just do it in church like it's, it's nothing. They don't even understand where their resentment is coming from. But they've internalized things because somebody died. Somebody, somebody, they lost a loved one or their prayers couldn't save someone. Their prayers couldn't keep somebody alive or their prayers, something happened. And because of that, they blame God. And they've internalized issues against God. Proverbs 19 and 3. The foolish man perverteth his way and his heart fretteth what? He blames God. The foolish man, his heart blames God. He fretteth against the Lord. Yeah, when you were young and you prayed and, and, and you felt like God didn't hear your prayer, that can mess with your faith. And you can, and you can just, you could be in church and be a part of the church, but not really believe that church is real. Yeah, I grew up in churches full of church folks that wasn't the church. Spiritual bitterness causes us to go through the motions of church. And being a believer, but not truly believing God can or will help us. Do you hear that? Yeah, spiritual bitterness make you come to church, call yourself an adamant believer, sing the song high-fiving. But not truly believing God can or will help us. Matthew 15 and 8, the people, this people draw nigh unto me with their lips and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is where? They don't believe. They don't believe. Now, I don't want to be a part of a church full of folks that really don't believe it. And the only way I know you believe it is when you apply it. If you don't apply it, you don't believe it. Who would sit and get it and don't apply it? Amen. Oh, y'all quiet today. 
failed prayers, being hurt by church people or being or being let down by church authorities can cause us to become callous toward God and make us what? Man, if you get hurt by a church person, you can start doubting God. Romans 14 and 12. So then every one of us shall give account of what? Who's self? Man, I tell folks all the time, man, that's why I don't go to church, man, because everybody says, well, you're going to give an account for yourself, not what everybody else is doing. Bro, you better get it together for yourself. I know what's wrong with y'all that hour. I'm looking at eyes. They just, <laughs> eyes crossing. I knew I'd figure it out. I'm pretty smart. Oh. I ain't going to do you like the old school. The old school preacher would preach an hour longer just just because you were sleeping. (laughs) He would, when Super Bowl Sunday came, he would call a special service. Just because the Super, oh, Super Bowl Sunday, we having an auxiliary service. Going to celebrate the ushers at 5.30 Sunday. Five. It's kickoff. Preachers being there with the little portable TVs. It's just everything. So let let every one of us give an account of who? Himself. So we're going to have to, at the end of this thing, we're going to have to give an account of ourselves. So we're not going to be able to point the finger, blame anybody. Amen? People that cause problems in a church setting are usually people that are bitter and carrying resentment because of their sins and the sins of others. Amen? They go from one church to the next church carrying resentment. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I, I know a lot of you have come through stuff and you've gone through stuff and you've been at some shady ministries or something maybe or whatever the case. But if you sit down with me and my wife and start tearing down your pastor, your old pastor, Hmm. We start feeling some kind of way because we're part of the pastor's club. Yeah, and we start wondering what you going what, what you gonna say when you get mad at me. Can I preach in here? Yeah, that's resentment. That's resentment. Because if you had gotten over it, you wouldn't be talking about it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, that'll wake somebody up. Yeah, care and resentment because of their sins and the sins of others. Proverbs 11 and 3, the integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall do what? Man, you better let that go. Let it, look at somebody say, let it go, or it will destroy you. It'll destroy all your relationships, your friendships. Man, you will just be a church vagabond. If you don't let go of stuff. And you get diseases and illnesses carrying stuff. Amen. Yes, you will. You can't be healthy carrying stuff. Your body body will create a place to put it. Yeah, that's that beginning stage. When that beginning stage of racing thoughts start, where you just constantly keep thinking about the same thing over and over and over, you better, you, you better call on Jesus and put an end to that. Because that means your body is looking for somewhere to put it. 
Yeah, if it's just constantly floating around your head at night, you can't get sleep because you keep thinking about it over and over and over, your body's looking for some place to put it in. Your body will find some place. It'll grow a tumor to set it in. Look at somebody and say, you better let stuff go. You know, God didn't create a place for us to worry. He didn't create a, a, a place in our bodies to hold worry and stress. He didn't because he wanted to be the one to relieve us of it with the fruits of the spirit. He created love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance to free us from it. And he wants us to call on him to be free from it and not allow it to create issues for us. Can I preach in here? Amen. Forgiveness is the only way a person can truly fellowship and love their brothers and sisters in the faith. When we carry bitterness, we hurt ourselves and we hurt others hebrews 12 and 15 looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of god lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you because if that root springing up troubles you thereby many will be what you're gonna hurt a lot of people Y'all remember, I think I said that in one of the videos, hurting people do what? Hurting people hurt people. That's why we need to understand where it is coming from. God will show you. He'll show you where it's coming from. We cannot treat others good if we do not feel good about ourselves. We are not good with ourselves if we carry bitterness. We must ask God to expose our hurt so we can walk in freedom and the peace of God. And God will show you. He will show you. Hosea 10 and 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. And then do what? Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord. Break up the ground that is covering the bad root. What is in you? Boy, the Winans had a song, Break Up That Fallow. Remember that? But they were awesome back then. Who could make a song out of Break Up That Fallow Graph? And they did. It was a good song, too. But yeah, we got to break up the fallow ground, the ground around our hearts so we can get to this bitterness so that we don't keep mistreating people, hurting people. And you know what? Bitterness will keep you from doing what God says. Bitterness will keep you from doing what God says. You, you feel in some kind of way about humans that when God wants you to go to one of them about something, you ain't going to want to do it. Yeah. You hate women. Then you're not going to want one. <laughs> Amen. And some women hate men. So you're going to marry some old jive, weak, whack, something that you can boss around and he just a ventriloquist puppet. Set him on your knee and make him talk. Because you hate men. You ain't dealt with what's wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah, you, go, you hate women. You're going to marry a woman with the self-esteem of a gnat. <laughs> You can make her do anything. <laughs> She'll never rise up. She'll never rise up. 
<laughs> yeah, you just verbally abuse her. She take it too because her self-esteem so low. You look for somebody like that. <laughs> oh, that is sad. But that happens. That's, that, that's hatred. You hate women. You hate men. And so you pick people like that. Yeah, but that don't change the hate. That just make you sick of them. I'm sick of talking about you. You just take it. Say something back. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you got to break up the fallow ground. Summary. See, that was quick. Now y'all can go home and go to sleep. <laughs> just going to sit in here on me like this. What's wrong with y'all, boy? I struggled to get here to preach. Didn't I, baby? I was, I was in bad shape. I drug myself to the church. <laughs> and y'all go sit here. <laughs> I'm going to make this summary long. I'm going to read last week's summary and this one. Resentment will always manifest when we are being challenged to address it. Resentment will always manifest when we are being challenged to address it. Bitterness is a root, which means it's deeply embedded and concealed until the ground is broken up and it's exposed, right? Roots stay underground for many, many years, and bitter roots usually remain hidden until a person is older and feels they are too old to what? Y'all, that's the problem with the church, Folk think they got a little seasoning on them. I'm a seasoned saint. So, whoa, ain't nothing wrong with me. Oh, I'm okay. No, you're not. The very fact that you just said that tells me you need some help. And your husband and children ain't saved. Get somewhere and sit down and hush. Yeah, but they just, oh, they get old and they don't want to fix nothing. They don't want to hear the preacher. They don't want to hear the preach word. Amen. But oh, they get old. They don't want to listen. They don't want to change. They don't want to edit. But you don't understand. The older you got with that root hidden, the more bitterness is there. Pride keeps the preach word from breaking up the fallow ground and exposing the bitter root. Willful con willfully concealing it keeps the corrupt root from being cut and prevents righteous roots from forming. No matter how long we've been in church or how seasoned we feel we are in the faith, we must allow God to do what? Break up the ground that is covering our resentment and bitterness. I mean, once or twice a year, I get before God and I say, Lord, whatever it is, wherever it is and however it is, bust it up. I really don't care how it makes me look. I really don't care. Get in there and get it. Because I don't want to walk around feeling some kind of way about people. Until we do, we will struggle to do better or to be better, find peace, and love one another. The offenses that we carry from church to church and group to group is not the people, but it's us. If it happens from church to church, it's you. Resentment will not disappear on its own, y'all. It must be uprooted and what? Addressed. Think about roots. You can't just pull a root up. 
because, yeah, stuff will start growing again. That root left something that can attach to something that can grow. You got to uproot it and address it. Only then can resentment be removed and we can walk in peace and love one another. Hebrews 4 and 11. Because of this, let us have a strong desire to come into that rest. And let no one go after the example of those who went against God's orders. For the word of God is living and full of power and is sharper than any two-edged sword, cutting through and making a division, even of the soul and spirit, the bones and the muscles, and quick to see what? Yeah, see, the word makes a lot of you in here very uncomfortable because the word is piercing into your hearts. The word is quick to see the thoughts and purposes of the heart. That's why a lot of people don't want to be in a church where the word is going forth like this. It makes them uncomfortable because the word keeps coming for them. The same area, the same issue, the word keeps coming. It's quick to see the thoughts and the purposes of the heart. And there is nothing made which is not completely clear to him. There is nothing covered, but all things are open to the eyes of him whom we have to do. He sees it. He knows it. And he keeps sending this word to address it. We got to open our hearts up to him and let him so that we can finally be free from this. Then we can do what he really wants. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. But we need to make sure we test ourselves and make sure this resentment isn't here. Make sure that we can get what the word is saying and deal with ourselves. You know, it's going to make your marriage better. You'll stop being mad at him for stuff he's not even doing. If you can watch TV and see somebody doing something and get mad at your husband because of something you saw on TV, you're not mad at him at all. Yeah, you ain't mad at him. You watching Oprah and then mad when he walk in the door. You're not mad at him. There's resentment in your heart. Yeah. You jealous of your brother? Always tearing your brother down, jealous of him? You're not jealous of what he has. You're mad at you because you don't have it. That's resentment. We need to get all of this stuff checked so that we can get along up in here. Amen? And admonish one another and love one another. I don't want to be the kind of church that can come and hear the word and not apply it. And not grow. And not do better. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this word. We thank you for this message. God, we thank you, Lord, because your word is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, it can cut. It can dig. It can go down into the ground. And cut these bitter roots. So that we can address them. Whatever's making us upset, whatever's making us uncomfortable, whatever's making us feel some kind of way about our brothers and sisters, Lord, help us to address it. That resentment, whatever it was, help us, Father God, so that we can be better in those areas. Do away with all bitterness, Lord, all malice, all of the things in our heart that push us away from your fruits. And let us be able, Father God, to operate in love and joy and peace.
and long suffering and gentleness, goodness and faith, meekness and temperance, God, so that we, Father God, can be better examples of you. And I pray, Lord, as this year continues in 2018, this will continue to be a year, Lord, of application of your word, that we will show the signs of maturity and growth as we apply the things that we're learning and go in, Father God, no matter what our age is, no matter how seasoned we are, we'll go in and address those things, Father God, that need to be addressed so that we can be examples for the rest of the body and we can be pleasing unto you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com.